G'day, I'm Osha Ginsberg. And I'm Charlie Clawson. We are two dads who, when we found out we were going to be dads, went looking for a podcast that could help us navigate what it means to be a dad in the modern world. I mean, there were parenting podcasts, but they all seemed to be aimed at mums, or at the very least, mums and dads. Yeah, there were no podcasts for dads specifically, and certainly not dads who want to be hands-on and do their share of raising their children. So, we started Dad Pod, a podcast by dads, Four dads who don't want to be shit dads. <laughs> Each week we share our own stories from the good and the bad to the thermonuclear tantrums, as well as talk with some of the biggest experts in the field to help all of us become better dads. So if you're a dad, a mum dad, or a dad to be, search Dad Pod where you get your podcasts. This podcast is a Tofop production. Head to Tofop.com for more. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was a bit that came after that. <laughs> oh, I am so sad that we are not uh, on video today for people to be able to access what just happened. We're doing another in-person episode. Here we are. It's good to be back. It's that. It, that is. That is nice. Like it's come about through unfortunate circumstances <laughs> for us both. But the truth of it is that it is nice to be in the same room. But. The way that you paused after everyone relaxed, this is Tofop, like you were done. <laughs> My job is done. Over to you, Will Anderson, for your part of this. And I was like, nah, you've missed something. I was distracted. I was like playing with my laptop. I was thinking, what the fuck are we even going to talk about? Normally I come in with some kind of agenda and I just realized when I got here, I don't have anything I want to talk about. And then I thought of something that I wanted to talk about. So I started to Google it as I was doing the intro and then I forgot to say my name. Yeah, your own name. My own name. Maybe you should just concentrate on saying your own name before we decide what the content content of the rest of the program will be. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, it is interesting you mentioned that, yeah, look, there's, there's the shit's gone on and, mm. and at different levels and different qualities, but mm. I... But shit. But shit. But the There's thing we little, can agree on. It's shit. Universally. Different, there are shades of shit. dog shit, bird shit, runny shit, hard shit, but it is shit. It's all kinds of shit. And it's yeah. funny because uh, I've just booked myself back to go into therapy. Um, I went and saw a GP uh, on Monday and I was like, look, I don't know what I'm going through at the moment, but I feel like I'm going through something <laughs> and I don't know what it is. And it's funny too, because my GP, I don't have a regular GP. There's just a clinic nearby and I seem to get farmed out to a different GP. Each time. So he's literally general. Yeah, very yeah. general. <laughs> not specific to you in any way. specific GP. And he, because uh, of where we live, he was a real hipster. I mean, A, younger than me, which is yeah. always disconcerting. Cops and doctors that are younger than you. Footballers I got over a while back, but now... Football coaches now. Oh, fucking hell. That's <laughs> <laughs> so worrying. He's younger than me, but he was dressed yeah. like... He looked like one of the dudes from Lonely Island. He was wearing like cons, you know, with cool ripped jeans and like a Hawaiian shirt. And he had like a right. mullet haircut and stuff. I could see he's got a mo under his mask. And I'm like... Are oh, you really? Are you, a, are you <laughs> into Dr. Dick in a box? I know that yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, so I sort of said to him, hey man, like, um, yeah. look, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing, I've gone through bouts of this before and I'm seeing little signs here and I'm having these sort of negative thoughts. So I just want to, I just want to get on top of it. And so he started like saying, oh, you know, is it depression or is it anxiety? And I said, look, I don't know what it is. Mm. I honestly don't know what it is. But that's why I think I need to speak to someone so I can find out yeah. what it is. I, I'm hoping someone else might, might be able to identify what it is. <laughs> if I just tell them how I'm feeling, they can kind of pinpoint what the issue might be. Well, then I caught up with um, a mate last night and uh, he's Scottish and Scots can be very direct and that's what I love about my wife and that's what I love about the Scottish people. And he just hit, hit the nail on the head because I was like, yeah, I don't know why. I'm, and he's like, you don't know... Have you read a newspaper yeah. <laughs> in the last Look out the window, dude. Years. You don't even have to read a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Don't turn on the TV. Look out the fucking window. Shit's going down. We're in the, I think part of it, like sometimes the point of therapy is like you don't even need them. Like by the time that you say the thing to them, you've said it out loud and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's it. I yeah, fixed yeah, yeah. it. It's funny, isn't that? Like, isn't you know, it? It's you, almost you need yeah. permission to say it, yeah. right? 
Yeah, you just need to be taken into a space where they ask you a question and you, like, your responsibility is to give your honest opinion. And the minute that you hear those words come out of your mouth, you normally know, oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. That'd be it right there. Well, I also think it's too, because, you know, you'll have well-meaning friends who'll say, oh, like, like mate, anytime you want to chat and you want to talk, yeah. and it's like, I don't want to tell you what no. I'm thinking. Like, I don't Absolutely want. Absolutely not. I don't want to put this on you. I mean, Jem is like very early on is like, you know what? That can stay in the professional pile. Like I can't, you know, that's, that's your thing to deal with. Go see someone who's like better equipped to help you. And I agree. I don't want to burden her with like some of the stuff that's been going on, but it's funny too. Cause Scott was saying to me, he's like, you've been doing a lot of like dating, haven't you? And I'm like, yeah, like that's pretty much primarily what I do is Jim's working a lot. And so I'm doing, and he's like, that shit will eat away at you. Not in a bad way, but the, the fact of the matter is like, you know, you're dealing with this, as some, I think it was, was it Ben Russell? It was another comedian online described like having a child, having this little goblin that looks like you, mm. that drives you crazy, but you do anything for it. And that's kind <laughs> of what it's like. And so, because Iana's going through a real period at the moment too, where she's being really anti, she's very pro-mum. Mm-hmm. And conversely, that means anti-dad. I mean, and by the way, like when you're primary care dude, like if you were, you know, you're the one going off to the office every day and not seeing your child and, uh, you know, she's home with mum all day and suddenly she's a bit more bonded to mum than she is to dad. I think that seems to be more what people would yeah. think is the universal yeah. experience, right? But that's the gym of it, right? Mum's, mum's out of the house all day and still it's the still favorite. the best. <laughs> still the best. I mean, the difference is it's clearly some biological chemical thing. Because the yeah. thing that frustrates me is like I can't, if I need to comfort an upset child, I have no cheat code. Like Gemma can just pick her up and cuddle her and something about the oxytocin and, you know, like holding her in her belly for nine months, you know, has created this bond that will never be broken. Whereas for me, I always feel like I'm this complete stranger who's like walked in and, you know, I just can't. Like the other night, um, Gemma had like a like a meeting with the estate. So it was late at night. So I went down and did some work and then we did a little tag team and Iona's room is next to ours. And so I went in to check on Iona when we did the little crossover at like 11 p.m. And Iona woke up and she was like, where's mum? And I was like, oh, it's okay. Mum's like, you know, having a meeting. And she's like, not you, <laughs> not you. And I'm like, hey, it's cool. And she, not you. And she, yeah, it's my, this is the thing. Because you understand in intellectually and logically that it's, she doesn't know what she's saying. Of like, course. You know, it's a child's brain or whatever. Yeah. But there is this part of your yeah, ego. You love her. Yeah. <laughs> you love her and dedicate your life to caring for her. And you're getting not you. Well, it's this. It's so weird because it's kind of like it's it, it's this. Pr- I just need a pat on the back. I own it. Yeah, just something. Charlie needs a little attaboy. Can you just, just give me a little attaboy? I just want to like a gold star. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's it's just. I, it's weird because I know what's going on, and you can you. Can, she's she's like pointing at you, going bad dog, and you're like, but I've been a good dog. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I what Scott was saying is like, yeah, he went with. The, he's got like yeah. three kids, and he said that like. You think you don't take the hits because you're just getting from moment right. to moment and stuff. But somewhere inside you, of your subconscious you is do. listening to all that and going like, this sucks. And I think, look, I don't... It's the equivalent of like online feedback. Right. In that you know that it's like a... Like, meaningless no, and they're strangers. It's meaningless in, the, yeah. gra- in yeah. the grand scheme of things, right? It doesn't actually mean a thing. But like a little comment can still haunt you if you just see it at the wrong moment or if it gets you in the wrong way and i imagine that's only you know magnified by you know the fact that it is your child yeah and and let me say iona is just like one piece Mm. of the puzzle there's lots of other things but i've been finding the negativity in fucking (laughs) everything and it's like it's by the way have you considered like i mean look i'm not a doctor but 3d like scanning is pretty good now yeah and you can collect like people's pheromones and stuff like that right so yeah, I've seen those wipe on sex things that you get in yeah. pub toilets. Right. Are they real? So, well, I'm thinking some sort of like homemade version of that. So you get some sticky tape, and then like every night, when Jim's sleeping, just, yeah, while Jim is sleeping, you sticky tape, <laughs> sticky tape right? Pheromones put them. And on then, me. like, you have like a 3D like face mask of Gemma, so that oh, like that, you, <laughs> that's not going to horrify or traumatize my kid at all. If like Hannibal Lecter. I'm not saying you wear it at all times. <laughs> just in an emergency, not you situation. You go, okay. Uh, like not Norman me. Bates style. And I'm in Gemma's clothes. I've got a blonde face, wig on. Put on Gemma's clothes and like sticky tape a bit of her. Like, Mummy's here. Don't worry. Mummy's here. Everything. I'm going to stay with you forever. Forever. 
Forever. Have you, have you considered that? <laughs> Surprisingly, no, I haven't. Okay. It is weird though. Like it's so, so that's just like one mm. part of it, but it does. But then I think Scott's right about the other stuff as well. I think like having, you know, there's been all these upheavals, moving house, having a kid, fucking pandemic. But mm-hmm. then, I mean, it feels like America's falling apart, right? Like when you see what's happening over there, it feels like, like, it's this maelstrom of like shit and you can't help but feel like, well, is that the way the world's going to go? Like it, Western culture's going to go? You, wo- you worry. I think it's a unique situation. Like they have some factors there that like we just do not have here. And it is not absolutely true that what happens in America follows in places like Australia. But like I know what it feels like here, Right. Because we are now living in a world where we've got more COVID cases, like COVID is rife through the community, almost impossible not to get. We're starting to see reports into long-term side effects of people who get long COVID and how debilitating it can be. And so we're living in this society where we are being told, it's okay now, everything is back to normal, just go and do things. And Mm. I think there is an element of that that is clearly... It's okay, (laughs) mummy's... I'm going to be with you forever, forever. I feel like we are in the phase of we've 3D printed a face. Yeah, society. Sticky taped off some hormones and we're trying to tell everybody that everything is okay. We're Norman Bates. Whereas the inside of you is pointing at the world and screaming, not you. And the problem with America is, so we know what that feels like here. In a place where for us to have the most cases that we've had and the most deaths that we've had is still the equivalent of it being in the t- tens, you know, as in like 50, that's still too many and it's still thousands when they add up day by day. It's the leading cause of death in Australia this year. So it's a, it's a serious thing, but the numbers are not the millions that you have seen across America. Mm. So like you have that plus guns, mm. plus this religious right pushback against women's, Reproductive Autonomy. rights, yeah, and yeah, it, it looks just, like if you were to like if this ironically if this was like a Hollywood <laughs> film in the eighties and Rambo was going to yeah. go liberate some country and you're going to say in this country like crime is rife, there's shootings every day on the street. You can't go, you're not safe anywhere. Women are treated like cattle, and Rambo would be like, I'm going to go liberate. What what horrible Muslim country yeah. is this that I need to liberate? And it's like, well, no. Just walk out the door, Rambo. It's right there. Like if I could go back to the America that like I was living in when I was there, absolutely, I think I would like to do that. It seemed like traveling from state... Some of the most favorite times I've ever had in my entire life was the couple of years where my career, my touring career really got into a swing there. And I'd be like every second week, like out on the road, different state, like six, seven shows a week, getting to explore a new city. Just like what an amazing like period of my life. I can't imagine getting on a plane in the way that I got on planes Mm. in America to travel from state to state with the way that they're treating COVID and the way that their airline system has fallen apart. Like, I can't imagine going going to to some of those... You're going to get someone get arrested. There's going to be a brawl. There's going to be two passengers fighting. I mean, this is... It's just that the game's changed. I don't know which of those states I'd be comfortable to visit. I don't know what the audiences would be like with what material you could talk about. Like... The place do you think that, it's changed that dramatically in 10 years? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. For, for that specific example of what yeah. it is that I did, there's so many factors of what that was that would be made much more difficult by everything that is going on at the moment and particularly just the fear of getting sick. Yeah. Like that was my biggest fear when I was in America. I was never was really like living in California. I was never really afraid that I was going to, and I don't go to school. So I wasn't that afraid I was going to get shot. <laughs> so um, it, but I did get, I, I was scared of getting sick, like majorly sick and it costing me. You bet you had private health insurance. I had some, yeah. But I mean, eventually. They don't cover everything. Yeah, yeah. They don't, no. And so like, no, I, it terrifies me now, I think. I think they're yeah. in, I think they're in a real bad place and, you know, I, that's fine and that's their own issues to, to work out, but it feels like shit is... Well, we got our visas, Gemini and Iana, we've got our visas re-approved so we, uh. we can go. But <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about it 
anymore. I'm the same as you. I didn't spend as long as you spent mm. over there for the periods of time, but I have spent a lot of time in the States mm. and I loved it and I've got good friends there, but it just feels, um, it, it feels out of control at the moment. And I know like you, it's a 24 hour news cycle and you get fed the most negative kind of things, but these are big issues yeah. that are happening. And I think also too, it's just that it feels like America is a collection of like every state is almost like its own country with its own specific cultural beliefs and, you know, uh, and rules. And like, how do you get 50 odd, very different? I say, let's pl- fucking lean into it. Solo careers. Everyone yes. goes solo. Well, right? just, yeah. Like eventually, no longer, you know, the, the, this, this ununited. Right. States the, of America. Right. Let's just, just. What's the opposite of United? I'm so dumb. What is it? Um, the disparate states of America? Un- un- is, is it ununited? Un-united? Reunite? Disunite? How do you. Not reunited. <laughs> What's the opposite of unite? Divided. I mean, the the divided, divided states of America. Oh my God. I'm sure that's some punk album or some shit. Yeah, that's actually. Okay, so let's. That's not bad though. Right. The divided states of America. Just like, I mean. But then is that America? Why do you need, like, is there a federal government if you're the divided states? Isn't that what they all kind of want? Less big fucking government? But they probably just need to keep a couple of things. The bombs and the military. Like, you oh, know, yeah, you've got, like, yeah, got to find the number one business. <laughs> right. They, but, like, I mean, essentially, most things could be handled state to state if they all just went solo. I mean, imagine Ameri- like American states competing against each other as countries in the Olympics. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it was great. Pretty, I, th- I think this is the logical solution i mean there's going to be some internal wars there'll that, be that's what there would be well, there, like there will be wars yeah. between states yes. and america like just like they call it the it'll world sort series themselves no out, right? but they'll call it a world yeah. war the rest of us will be watching going oh fuck We're they're not still going <laughs> literally a lot of be in america like it's a world war world war three yeah they're like, hey, oh, hang on guys it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a world series but okay so yeah would that be what happened then does so you start with 52 states or whatever it is and then um, the, gradually, do you think there would be inter, like 52 new countries? And then, then be gradually, do you think there would that. be coalitions and wars? Yeah. Like, and state, like. Well, I reckon so, yeah. So you'd have, like, mm-hmm. obviously, there's like, you know, the South, there's the Rust Belt, mm-hmm. there's like the, the either coast, the West and the East Coast. Um, actually, that probably makes the most sense. You do it like an NBA conference. Right. Or like. A- <laughs> Like, isn't that how it works? Like, I mean, you just that, sort of slice up a. I mean, then at least there's a few different countries playing each other in the playoffs. Yeah. Then you can call it a World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, will that happen in our time? You think that they dissolve? Well, I mean, in sync split up. You know, the, they are uh, disunited. Disunited. <laughs> <laughs> disunited. Five five. Disunited. Yeah. Um. Uh, what are the oh. what's Niall Horan and those One Direction can I play music on this show or not what happens if I play a bit oh, of music I mean low risk right what are you going to play a bit of five yeah because <laughs> I heard this new track and I really dig it hang on five have got new music no no it's not new it's a oh. track from it just came up in okay. my Spotify yeah and I was listening to it and I'm like I actually quite like this and I just want to get your mm-hmm. opinion because I know you're a big fucking mm-hmm. music snob mm-hmm. you tell me if this is actually any good or not okay let just find it here will we get in trouble by, well Who's by the way us? if we do get in trouble i hope it's like the members of five well they'll be here they can come and do it in i person. mean we could then we can meet them in court <laughs> we'll get a court date tofop versus five the case of tofop <laughs> versus five i've <laughs> and you know what we will call we'll call jay to the stand oh that'd be amazing that's how He's we our, that's our how witness, we have to get him out witness. right yeah okay so here we go Can you recognise the theme? It's Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Uh, okay, were they... That, that's probably enough or we will get in trouble. But um, were 5 Five trying to do a... like? There was no tie-in. 
Okay. Literally, the producer probably just got the rights to Battle Sounds. Like, oh, what if I put a beat to this? Yeah, but you know what? It, it sounds like one of those like rap yeah. opening credits for like a. Well, another song I heard of theirs, they yeah. did Inspector Gadget. And it's a, yo, Inspector Gadget, he's got long arms. <laughs> Helicopter comes out of his hat. <laughs> did they, they just have a lot of IP tie ins. Actually, let me see if I can find the lyrics. Because <laughs> I was. It came up again. And like, obviously, because yeah. I've listened to so much Five, it keeps getting suggested to me. Yeah. So I was working out and I had to stop because I was laughing so hard. Because the, the the Inspector Gadget five lyrics, it's just like, did you do one draft of this? Uh, fine. So okay, so um, lyrics. Here we go. I do like the idea that the manager of Five Five has just kept coming in and going, guys, we've just got to hook ourselves to a franchise. Yeah. So <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I got some ideas. Battlestar Galactica. That one is in use. Inspector Gadget. Go, Mister Gadget. Go. That's the name. Spell it out till it don't sound the same. Um, what does that what mean? Is, what is, what <laughs> that mean? It's the G A D to the yeah. G E T. Oh, okay. So that, Spell that's it out why so it doesn't sound, sound the same. The okay. G-A-D all right, well, the all right. All right, you get us, Abs. Okay, <laughs> you yeah, win this right. round, Abs. Yeah. Um, by the way, I did see an interview with Abs where he said he was very high when he wrote all the raps for five. Mm. Out of his mind, high. <laughs> Gadget on the mic, want to rock with me? Yo, stop that guy with a claw for a hand. Oh, oh, Abs. <laughs> Go, Mister Gadget, with a master plan. Inspect the scene of the crime. Don't make me, but I'll hit you with a go gadget rhyme. What? <laughs> what? I don't make me inspect the scene of a crime. When there's a problem in your town, go gadget now. If you're in trouble, there's no doubt he'll work it out. Inspect a gadget. Oh, if you do the crime, what's the next line? Then you do the time. Inspect a gadget. Oh. When he's on your case... What I would say, though, is that's basically the only couplet that Abs has bothered make rhyme in this entire <laughs> fucking rap. When he's on the case, you better hide your face. Mm. Inspector Gadget O, if the city's going to be safe. He's number one. Now, I don't know if that's like... Yeah, no, it's an slang S-S-I-C. for number one, right? Yeah, but all right. He's number one. Now, who's that man with a master plan to bring peace to the land? Yeah, got to understand. <laughs> oh, no. Shut up. I'm going to eat some ham because <laughs> I'm the man. Um, delete some spam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy a gram. Snort a gram. <laughs> yeah, write some lyrics. <laughs> uh, okay. Inspector G's the name yeah. and Law's the game. Yeah. He's going to track down the claw because the guy's insane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's ableist. And so he works downtown as a blank. I don't know what that means. Looks kind of funny. Acts like a clown. Yeah. Well, they never see Dr. Claw's face, do you? That's the whole thing, Inspector Gadget. He's always just a hand. Yeah. Um, uh, but then he get, be, but he be getting criminals, lock them in bars. Yeah. No, not in, no, lock them behind bars. Not lock them in bars. Lock, no, he locks them in a bar. <laughs> Go gadget, copter, yeah. jet propeller cars. Okay, like, okay <laughs> here's what I'm going to say is, normally yeah. when like somebody writes a song about, like if, you, if you're going to, like Wild if Eminem, for example, right, had gone, you know what, I'm going to do like a rift on in- Inspector Gadget. But every line would have like a double meaning. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh yeah, on one level he's rapping about Inspector Gadget, but on another level he's rapping yeah. about like, I love Inspector Gadget. Call your wife. I'll inspect the gadget. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, right. That's your M and M version. Yeah. Whereas what Ab seems to be doing is describing the plot oh, of yeah, Inspector right. Gadget. Don't worry. Go gadget. Cop the jet propeller cars. He jumps up and out of a seat and bounces higher with springs in his feet. Yeah. Like he's literally just watching the cartoon, yeah. going, "All right." I'm but there's gonna- no. We're not missing another meet because at the start I thought like he was going to be inspecting. Gadgets, or like he was on the mic like a gadget, ah, or yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I can make a is... mic come out of my hand, yeah, like exactly, I'm that gadget right? man, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, he'll always be around land or sky, and you know, <laughs> that's what? not, come yeah, that's on, not that's, really that's just filler. And now, uh, and you know, Inspector Gadget is a hell of a guy, <laughs> oh my god, that's the best that he could come up with when there's a problem in your town, yeah, uh, go gadget. Uh, if, if you're in trouble, there's no doubt he'll work it out, Inspector Gadget. Oh, now, this is my favorite mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. He's got a badge on his chest and you know he's the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anywhere that you hide, Gadget will find you. If the city's going to be safe, Inspector Gadget O, Inspector Gadget O, and then it goes on. A bit what like I would that. also say is he's way, into, way too into Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget was good, but like... 
Yeah. No, they, no, they made a movie though. I think that's what this is about. Yeah, but Inspector Gadget isn't that good. Like, stop banging on. Oh, about, about how good he is. And like, he's a fucking moron. Yeah. It's the, his niece stop solves banging, all the crimes. Like it's like, brains the exactly, dog. That's and, the whole point of yeah. the series. He <laughs> he's, like, he's actually like a real clownish front guy who's not really getting any of the major shit done, right? I remember when um, Prince released the Batman soundtrack mm. and uh, I read this interview with him in Rolling Stone and he talked about like his inspiration and he was saying like, I, I, I saw the film and I was so inspired by, you know, the, the, the fight between good and evil and Batman's struggle against the darkness. And I'm like, I don't think you have seen the film. I think that you were going to make this album regardless. <laughs> and you're like, I need to say something. And Batman, he's got a villain, so yeah. there's light and darkness. There's nothing in your album that relates to Look, the battle between This song was light and dark. first draft called Rat Band. I will admit <laughs> that now. But even Bat Dance isn't really a song about the battle between... Like, I can't think of one song off that Batman album that is about the battle between darkness and light. Yeah, but here's what I would say is that, like, I'd prefer Prince's Direction, which is, like, loosely inspired by... Then the, one song. Then the five <laughs> the direction, album. which is I'll explain to you the plot and not really even understand what the plot of Inspector Gadget is. So what's the best of those songs that is like a movie tie-in of your Men in Blacks? Like Will Smith would have, he'd be the MVP of song tie-ins. Wild Wild West was a bad movie, but a popular what song. What about... Um, um, is there Lin, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Biscuit, Ninja Mission Impossible Oh, one? yeah, that's, yeah. Look okay. Around? Um, what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I know why you want to hate me. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. In a half shell, that the heroes yeah. Heroes, war. Yeah, that that explains what you do need to know. Yeah, yeah. But without going over... But they make yeah. one fatal mistake in that where they go, um, uh, these, uh, where he's naming, the, he name checks the turtles and he's yeah. gone, except for Raphael. He's a leader of the group, transformed from, from the, the norm, norm by from the, the nuclear, nuclear group. group. <laughs> but Raphael's not the leader of the group. That's Leonardo. Yeah, okay. That's and how come point. so no, no one fucking fact-checked him on that? Who was that? Mm. Partners in Rhyme? Yeah, that sounds right. In a half shell. The heroes, heroes in a half four. shell. They're on a mission. When they're in the trouble, we've got, got the, the enemy wishing, wishing that they, they stayed at home. home. Instead <laughs> of fighting these ninja <laughs> matters with moves like, like lightning. They weren't students, but now they're mutants. Splinter's the teacher and they are the students. Leonardo, Michelangelo and Donatello. Make up the team with one other fellow. That's a fucking... Slipping fellow in there. That's like fucking when Nate does slipping a tad bit late into regulators. Fellow, Tad. These rappers just like using... Old British English. That one is the one that sticks in my mind, though, I will say. And that feels like the right sort of movie to have that you style of thing, right? Power, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it does explain the entire thing. Like, because, I mean, it, but I mean, tonally, that's the sort of movie where if there's like a rap version of the song, like, yeah, that's, that, that that's, works. Yeah, I mean, I guess... The, like, it, yeah, it, it's not like... Yeah, Limp his name's Schindler. He's making a list. <laughs> yeah. And I guess Limp Bizkit didn't explain, like, yeah. Tom Cruise is doing a spy movie now. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever those films are about. <laughs> What's his... Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Sounds like a dirty word. Uh, um, do, have you seen Top Gun? No, have you? Colin Maverick. I've heard it's good. I... Like I've heard it's so good that I can't believe that it's as good as what Well, I think are it's good because it it's thrilling, right? Like I've seen the making of where they showed like how they shot it and that does look cool. And I think being in a cinema to watch that would be the same as like, you know, going on IMAX to watch a snowboarding movie or something. I feel like the the emotion around it, like the enthusiasm that I've heard from most people. I mean, there's not not everybody has loved it, but like I have heard online there's a lot. I of cannot it. remember like just randomly hearing like on podcasts or mm. just friends or like whatever, like people just Have you seen bringing up to, like how much they enjoy this movie. So much better than the first one. Like it's amazing. You've got to see it at the cinema, blah, blah, you know, all that yeah, sort right. of stuff. I wonder if it's about the movie or about the fact that this people is... People are back in movies. <laughs> I reckon this is the first big movie since... Like I know there's been massive movies, but I feel like with your Spider-Man and all those sort of things, it's still a niche like, this feels like the first... Marvel don't even feel like Marvel and Sony and DC. They don't really feel like blockbusters anymore. They're a separate genre of blockbusters. They're like, you yeah. know, comic book movies, right? Yeah. When was... I think Tenet... The, last the hope was going to be Tenet, IP. Right? But yeah, that's right. Like, Top Gun to me 
feels like what everyone thought tenant might be. Do at you the mean start post pandemic? pandemic? Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Because remember, it was all about tenant was going to get people back into cinemas. Well, it well, he was holding out. Yeah, wasn't he? Chris but this Nolan. got how like they hold out like the Top Gun Maverick was finished a couple of years ago as well. Oh, was it? I believe. Yeah. Right. They delayed it because of the pandemic because Tom Cruise was like, "You got to, people got to see this at the movies." Apparently, they got offered like a lot of money to put it on streamers, but he was like, "No." Nah. Tom Cruise, saying, apparently the way, if you heard the story about how he got pitched it, like that director, Joseph Kalinsky or whatever his name is, was given five minutes on the set of Mission Impossible to go in and pitch Tom Cruise. And so went in and said, you know, it's Maverick, but he's old or something like that. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a better pitch <laughs> than We have four minutes and 58 seconds left. But then Tom Cruise is like, yeah. picked up his phone and called the head of the studio and said, yeah, we're going Top Gun 2. And it happened like that. I mean, he's got that much fucking power. He'd probably be one of the last... I saw someone say online, and I think it's accurate, he's the last true movie star yeah. in the sense that, yeah, he greenlights films and stuff, but you don't really know much about his private life beyond... You know the sign, the Scientology. We've decided not to, right? I feel like that. Was I think a, we I both. Think, like, I think it was a yeah, mutual, mutual agreement, agreement that we don't like yeah. knowing more about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Every time he shared stuff, we were like, you know what? Just keep that to yourself, and we'll keep going to see your movies. So, Seth, Seth in Seth Rogen's book, he talks about having a meeting with Tom Cruise. Um, it's actually quite a funny story. Where he, he uh, is busting for the toilet, but Tom Cruise's driveway is so long, he pisses into a, like he's got like an empty like Snapple bottle mm. and so he pisses into his bottle on the drive and the way up to Tom Cruise's house and then the way it realises there's fucking cameras <laughs> everywhere. But he says when he arrived at the house, Kate, yeah. Kate um, what's her name? Kate. Um, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes is there with like this look mm. of just like wide-eyed, mm. <laughs> please get me out of here. And then within, I think, an hour of with their meeting was he was pitching him on, on Scientology. He was like he was pitching Judd Apatow and, and Seth Rogen on, on on this is this isn't people think I'm crazy, but this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds crazy. But also for him, he's become one of the, you know, most popular, richest, uh continues to have a career at an age that um, you know, his contemporaries don't have the sort of careers that he has, right? Like, he's Phenomenal. in a way you can make the argument he's as big as he's ever been, if not bigger if you compare it to what the rest of the market is now. And it wasn't like a huge reinvention, but it was no. an important reinvention. It's this thing of becoming this action hero, but smart action hero. Smart action. Apparently, like, there's a bit of this act, his acting chops in Top Gun Maverick, people keep saying that, like, you know, because people forget that he can act like mm. act act as well but like definitely action is his strengths but this whole commitment to doing his own stunts for it not to be Flying all cgi planes. like all that sort of that two external worlds would be like oh yeah these are signs that he is like a very different cat right yeah. like you know but that's what's got these things made the reason we mm. didn't see this on a streamer during the pandemic was because tom cruise cared enough about what he had done he's a craftsman who believes stop. in cinema. yeah right yeah and he believes in and he's nailed it a whole bunch of times like mm. for the style of entertainment that he makes you cannot make an argument that he is not good at that so what i'm saying charlie is is there something in this Scientology? <laughs> i mean it, uh, i think that look I, every, everything i've ever read about anyone who's ever worked with him like other actors directors always say he's fucking polite he yeah. turns up on time yeah Never ever any have any trouble with yeah. him. Real like, tenets of Scientology. Sure, but you know what? <laughs> Jesus was a good fucking Christian. Yeah. There's a bunch of shit ones out there. It doesn't yeah. stop people fucking misusing it. I think he probably is like it probably does work for him in the same way that fucking landmark yeah. works for some people, or you know, religion worked for my mother. Like, you mm. know, there's some people who can take all the best bits and ignore all the bad bits. But I mean, it'd just be nice if he it would be easier to fully embrace him if there wasn't that. Or maybe that's the ch the point, is you have to, like, no one is perfect. Like, you have to embrace people with flaws and all, you know? Oh, I mean, I think in a way it's, I mean, he, more than anyone, is a person who is a bit there for, he understands that he is there for our entertainment, you know? Mm. And... I think it's part of it. It's like I, I, there's there's not many people like Tom Cruise anymore. Yeah. I like that it didn't go from because there was that period, obviously, where the couch jumping, yeah, which I believe, you know, not to suddenly become some Tom Cruise apologizer, but if you look at it in context, is not quite as like 
you know, what it seemed, the way that it was clipped up, it was one of the first ever viral Mm. film clips. And so it just, most people saw it out of context. It's still weird to see in context, but not as weird as if you just see that, like, clipping up it. But there was a point there where it looked like it was just going to be all batshit for the rest (laughs) of his life, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that felt like, the fact that he's kind of managed to just go... Like, all right, pull it back. Go back to what you do best, which is just make big action blockbusters. You don't need to know about my private life. I don't need to be doing fucking. You know what you need to know about me? I do my own stuff. Yeah, (laughs) and it's weird too. Like that. Um, there's that photo that went around of him like six months ago. He's obviously just had some fillers or something. It was like pre, the the this, and so his face looked weird. And it's like, oh yeah, because that's the other thing. You know, we idolize people when we see them on the screen Mm. or on TV, and then. You forget that fucking time moves really fast and you know you watch the friends reunion you're like oh my god like that's not what i remember you like but he's actually gained the system where he is what you remember him like like he's stayed the same his face hasn't i mean it's changed but not significantly enough for you to be like oh god what happened to tom cruise and that that one photo is the uh, one misstep in 30 years well it's the one time where we've seen him he's been good at in between like obviously only (laughs) do you remember he had braces for like three years (laughs) he's clearly always thought about that the way that he looks is part of his appeal like i mean yeah. clearly he's super fit like obviously you know looks after I mean, and cares yeah. for his body like i mean loves to run <laughs> loves to run <laughs> so um but he he clearly has committed his life this mm. is what i would say he's committed his life in the pursuit of his like dream or like industry or whatever you can't look at him the way that his face looks the way that his body looks and think that he hasn't put in the work yeah totally i think about about like j-lo like she looks amazing now like she's 50 something and she's like posted videos of her dancing in the g-string and like it's like she hasn't aged a day and then you read she doesn't drink she doesn't smoke fucking you know fanatical about fitness i'm like well I guess like that's that's the result, you know. Yeah. Like you can you can you can be like that, but I don't know that I want to give up all the other stuff as well. And I, I'm it's clearly she's made, like Madonna was the same for a long time. Remember, she was like a fitness fanatic. She was one of the early adopters of all that kind of stuff. And I guess it really is a commitment to your. I'm an entertainer, right? And what the Rock talks about it as. People look up to me, so therefore I need to live up. I mean, up. literally, though, in yeah. this case, because he blocks out the sun when he comes into the room. But, I mean, that's a good example, right? That's your modern-day example of a guy who's just like, just because I'm here doesn't mean that I get to stop doing the work. Because I'm here means I now have to double down on, like, doing the work. Have you watched, been watching these videos he's been posting where he's, like, buying relatives of his houses? No, I mean, <laughs> it's fucking, like, it's so great. And so unreal, like, just beyond the realm of comprehension like his cousin is a wrestler she's mm-hmm. a female wrestler single mother and so he bought her a house and so the video is her like you know and leading in and he bought his mum a house and two cars and stuff and i was like surely they've got more to go around like they've got big samoan family sure there's like a cousin there going oh boy uncle Dwayne's gonna fucking <laughs> yeah i any, mean i don't need a whole house. house just like buy me a, like rent me a bedroom i mean if you were one of those cousins or or relatives yeah. of his and you're watching everyone getting mm-hmm. the house and like do you expect getting you're house? getting one too you know what i'd like to think that in my life um you want to like create your own world right yeah so i would just be like no no no, no. like I'd, I'd you know what it, it would actually be a compliment to me if he you know, bought other people a house. But he was like, Will doesn't need it. Will likes to, you know, he lives in a house that, you know. <laughs> it's a house filled with spiders. With a lot of spiders and just holes it. in the deck. <laughs> it's like, what's like, the point? What's the point of getting Will a house? I'm turning into a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's more this tough love kind of thing. It's not that he thinks you're really independent. It's just like, you'll ruin it. <laughs> it's like, I've seen the house you've already got. And it's like really I smell what Will was watch. cooking. And it was fucking like day old baked beans. And he hadn't cleaned can't up the stove. I can't believe he can't cook anything in that kitchen. It's like years old <laughs> so okay let me ask you this yeah. question um you're gonna answer my question with a question yeah so well i mean i sure I, i'd love a free house but like i i would not expect one but i'm okay. gonna ask you this question right so say i suddenly had the like i won the lotto yeah right it's it's like a hundred million dollar draw i've won the lottery um but i've also found out that i'm uh, that I'm dying, right? And so I've decided that I just want to give away like the 100 million. So I'm going to like, um, 
uh, give half of it to charity and then with the rest, I'm going to buy my friends, 10 of my best friends, $5 million houses each. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to like... So maybe actually, you know what? I'll buy my brother a $5 million house. <laughs> I'll buy my sister a $5 million house. I'll buy my mum and dad a $5 million house, right? So I've still got seven $5 million houses <laughs> left <laughs> that I am willing to give out. So I probably should like, you know... Um, at least Justin probably should get a $5 million house, yeah. right? So, like, I don't want to flatter you too much, but you'd probably make my list of people who... I'd expect get a so. Top 10 <laughs> so. get a fucking, $5 million At house. least, I mean, friendship aside, like, fucking yeah. 12 years of faux fop, I think I've earned it. Yeah, exactly. No, house. I agree. Yeah. So, like, I mean, to be honest, I think I'd probably get Podcast Mike a $5 million house. That Johnny come lately doesn't you know get it. He James can come Fox, stay in my spirit. Oh, he, yeah. he can have a five million dollar house right, as great. well. I've got okay. a, I'm, I still am not done on my list. I've got five, five. But what if I got you? So this is the scenario. Yeah. I'm like, haven't told you guys that I'm dying. Haven't told you guys that I've won a hun- like a hundred million dollars. So you don't expect anything. You don't know anything. I just one day like I'm like you say come this location blindfolded. Yeah, I'm like exactly. how am I going to do that? Will how am I going to get there? And you're like wait. So that's the, my only requirement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you come the entire way blindfolded. <laughs> no, so I have I have you there, and I go like I take you inside, and you're in this like five million dollar house, but it's an apartment in Sydney. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a two bedroom apartment, small apartment in Bond, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so like. In the area in which, so like, say yeah. that I bought it acreage, literally in the area in which you live. Beautiful so views, like, you know, yeah, right. So like, but the house is completely not your style in okay. any way. Like, it's the, just the opposite of like yeah. anything you've ever said. Like, like yeah, it's oh, all marble yeah. and chrome. Whatever and, it is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like just, an '80s coke house. Yeah, whatever it is, it's the opposite of what, and it's not a thing that you can make work. Okay, like, yeah. And it has to stay. All the furniture and the, yeah. the, the leopard, my, my the leopard own, print so, wall I, freeze. I, I say, this is what I say. I bought you guys a $5 million house. Yeah. The only condition of you keeping the $5 million house is that you have to keep this $5 million house can't exactly sell it. as it is. You can't sell it. You, you've just got to like... It's a home. It's, it's can a we home. keep our current home as well or do we have to move? No, no, you can keep your current home as okay. well. Okay, well, no problem. That's fine. That's fine. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> can I rent it out? Oh, no, I can't rent it out. No, no, I, can't, can, I can't make money from it. You, no, you can make money from it. You okay. can't do long-term rentals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Very specific. Right, you just created a, a beautiful passive income for me. Thank <laughs> okay, you. It's fine, very generous. Right. Okay, don't good. even need to spend five. You could have spent one and be fine. That'd no, be no, everyone's getting a $5 million house. I that like is it. my... That's your <laughs> luck of the week. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the mailbag, okay. Will. We've had a lot of people contacting us, which is great. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, to do that, you can go to tofop.com. There's a Contact Us uh, tab. So you just click on that. You pick the podcast you want to email, whether that's this podcast or whether it's Two Guys, One Cup, and the message will come through to us. This is from Lauren. Oh, so I should promote the other podcast. So while you're at... Um, uh, 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 Tofop, check out our other great podcast. We have one called Fofop, which is like this, but Will and I chat to other people. Guy Davis, film reviewer Guy Davis, comes back on the great. show. He came up with this topic, which was really interesting. We're calling it the rear view mm-hmm. because it's actors or filmmakers that we thought were going to be bigger than they ended up being. Uh-huh. So you see someone in something, oh, I can't wait to see what they do next, and then they sure. just don't do anything next. So uh, that was a fun topic. So the, the director of Risky Business made one other film after Risky Business. Like Riskier launched- Business. <laughs> No, it was some kind of like, like sissy spasic kind of drama. Yeah, like right. he made this kind of groundbreaking, you know, adult but teen sex comedy in the eighties. Made a star of Tom Cruise, and then was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I got shot my shot my shot. But made a star of Tom Cruise. Made a star of Tom Cruise. To Who bought him a five million dollar house that he can't sell? <laughs> Every room has got an Elron Hubbard portrait. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, this is Lauren. My own bin saga. Dear Charlie okay. and Will, I've been listening since I was 16. I don't know why. Mm. And now at the ripe old age of 26, I feel like I've developed a very strong parasocial relationship to you both. Where I'll speak about stories from the podcast as if you're both old friends of mine. I've done that. Do you mm. ever do that? I do that all the Quite time. podcast stories as friends uh, yeah. of yours. I mean, and, and there are now, but not even just as mine, but just as 
part of other conversations as if <laughs> I heard like, these, like these yeah yeah I, I, I heard that yeah yeah yeah, 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 I did yeah that totally. too. a lot of I heard that <laughs> where I'm like all on Jimmy Pardo's never not funny <laughs> literally 90% of the things I've said I've heard have come from that one podcast one of my absolute favorite times of the podcast was the bin saga and I somehow lived my own version over the last two months, having both stolen and had multiple been stolen mm-hmm. from our house. Okay. With me deciding certain neighbours were my nemesis. Mm. Nemesis, right? Or is it nemesis? Nemesis. Nemesis. Okay. Nemesis. Nemesis. Before finding nemesis? the bins. Ne- 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 <laughs> What's the plural of nemesis? I thought it was nemesis, but maybe. I mean, again, plural. I don't really know. Nemesis. Multiple nemesises. Nemesis. 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 Nemesis with an I, nemesis with an E is the plural. Um, All of this led to me expanding my bin portfolio. I came to this complex with us having two red bins, one paper recycling bin and two plastic recycling Mm, bins. That's a lot of bins. Do you get a separate one for paper and plastic? No. No. That's weird. I'm leaving in a month now having accumulated three red bins, three paper recycling bins, three green bins, and two plastic bins. Oh, it might be a smaller sort of bin. Because we're talking, I don't know how many, like, because if we're talking paper recycling, like, I've seen them in offices and stuff. The blue ones. They're normally blue lids, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was for, like, yeah, commercial properties. Mm. I can't get many people to care about my strong victory here, but I hope you appreciate the legacy I've left here, Charlie. I hope you're both well and staying safe. Um, say, I don't know. I am I, proud of you. you are you stealing are, bins? Or are you getting them from the council? Stockpiling bins? So she said she decided her bins were stolen, mm. thinking my neighbours were nemesis before finding the bins about three doors down. Oh, okay. So she found them. I've had a, both. She went to a three doors I had No, sorry. No, she said, I've both <laughs> stolen and had multiple bins stolen. Okay, so right. it's the wild, wild west where yeah. Lauren is, where okay. it's just like a fucking bin anarchy. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you bin should anarchy. be accumulating more bins than you need no 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 no. we need to live in a society where one man one bin or one person (laughs) one bin (laughs) one man one bin it's it's in the constitution well (laughs) one man one bin one bin one bill (laughs) Um, this is from Peter yep thank you to Colin Fop. Will, while you're clearly not in the space to do any more Willosophy, your recent chat with Ben Lee was a great example of you as an interviewer and could have easily been a Willosophy episode. Ben is also very philosophical generally in the way that he talks. But is that he Benelophical? <laughs> that is a fun uh, episode of Fofop and there is also one with Ben Russell who maybe is not a familiar name to everybody who listens to this show, but he should be. He's a super funny guy Very and funny. I highly recommend. It's a good that one. Um, a, like it's a really fun chat, but B, uh, look up his stuff online. He's a really, really talented improviser and comedic actor and he's in a bunch of hilarious Auntie Donna stuff and, you know, related sketches and shows. So, like, I re- That's re- a great, recommend... That's uh, a great Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. <laughs> Very fun. I mean, his Teddy KGB is still making me laugh. I'm actually going to go... I'm going to go to the podcast and find the bit where he does Teddy KGB just so I can have a listen to it and enjoy it. <laughs> you do no, not really, care really for my listen. money. <laughs> I kill you. Uh, this is from Alex. Hey, blokes. I'm a long-time fan of the show and I always look forward to each week's episode. Originally, I came to the show as a Will fan and thought Charlie was a bit of a douche. Mm-hmm. Well, joke's on you. I am a bit of a douche. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't take long for you to win me over. Now I think you're both dead set legends. Oh, dead set legends. I mean, I was going to say it's a good term. Then I remembered it's a Triple M show, isn't it? Triple M Saturday morning sports show, franchised across the nation. It is a good Aussie term, though. You're a dead set dead legend, set mate. Legend. Dead set. You're a legend. Huh. And it's just been corrupted. <laughs> it's been corrupted by that multinational who also kind of uh, pays for listener. Anyway, I have just listened to the episode (laughs) before you lean too hard into the good people at that organization who pay us to do a podcast on their listener uh, network. Two guys, one cup available exclusively to the listener. I have just listened to the episode where you talk about the Lambda sentient computer and I'm going to use an article I found on it in my classroom. That's right. You keep me cackling so I can keep them Fact-checking? Fact, well, fact-checking? So he's a teacher? Fact-check. Yep. Cackling fact-checking. 
Don't, not perfect. Charlie, I'm sure you think that rhymes, even though yeah. it clearly does not. <laughs> oh, That's good. fucking bullshit. Yeah. You can't like <laughs> fuck up a rhyme and then go, oh, I did that uh, because you, you like that, don't you, Charlie? Well... That's, it felt like... Oh, you, you love this guy because he I came do. on. He came across as your fan and thought I was a douche. Yeah, but he's teaching you a lesson. He is. He's a dead set legend. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a father of two boys and I recently have taken advantage of Big W's weekly free book giveaway. My three-year-old has been loving the Mr. Men series and the Little Miss books and we read them most nights. We recently were reading Little Miss Magic and I was horrified to find old mate Mr. Tickle emerge about halfway oh. through the story. And let me just say that the sick fuck was up to his old tricks. <laughs> At one stage, he is described as tickling different characters until they moan, groan, shiver, quiver, plead, and sob. I mean, it's fine up until plead and sob. <laughs> yeah. Like, up until Except then, it feels like a fun night. Yeah. Mr. Tickles. But plead and sob don't feel What's good. What's the safe word? He's not done there, though, and later in the book he's described as reaching through an open window and tickling an unsuspecting character while laughing to himself. Dirty, rotten I found my son giving. I found myself giving my son a lecture after he finished the book about consensual tickling. And stuff. <laughs> it's a good teachable moment. On a completely different topic, I remember Will mentioning the documentary Woodstock 99 in an episode and saying that you'd circle back around and talk oh, about yeah. it after Charlie had seen it. I have not. Definitely worth checking out. I'll be interested in your thoughts. Okay, I will get to yeah, it. Yeah, you at should. Some point. It's actually. I'm going to have to rewatch it because, like, all the levels of absolute like bananas behavior have kind of faded from my memory <laughs> since I watched it. But uh, uh, I will watch it again. Uh, Jai says, "Hey guys, have you watched any of the new season of The Boys? And what's your thoughts? Thanks, love the pod of thing to get me through a rough time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Jai. Hope yeah, you're doing better. Same, Jai. Um, I love it. I'm all over the new series, The Boys. I think this season is better." than ever um it's just fucking have you seen any of the boys yeah uh, yeah so i watched watched the first episode of the new series the other night um also you saw the dick explosion <laughs> i did i sent that to james fosdark i said i found the perfect tv show for you he's like i love this <laughs> i um he was already a fan i believe i watched uh, so i've had a um yeah i've had a lot going on and um the boys is very um you can't really watch it while you're doing anything else. Like it, it, it values like to get full value out of the experience because it is so visual and that is part of visceral, like, visceral, right? It is visceral, and so I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't had the free time to be able to just sit down and watch the rest of the episodes. But I am looking forward to it. Uh, I like a- it. A- Anthony that guy Star. who plays is that the yeah, Homeland? Yeah, Homeland. Kiwi, yeah. Kiwi actor, lovely dude. I actually met him at a barbecue in LA. We both were up for a role in something that he got because he's obviously really good. <laughs> I mean, he is. And he one was so apologetic most... about having taken this job for me that he yeah, gave me right. a lift home and was apologizing. I was like, no, mate, it's fine. Seriously, that's what happens. He was lovely. But also, he. I mean, that character is. Terrifying. Terrifying. Mm. Like, genuinely. This is not a spoiler, but no. this season they make him analogous. Is that the right word? Analogous? Analogous. 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 Anal- uh, they yeah. make an analogy between him and yeah. Trump, which seems like, like grown, yeah. but it's actually really good. It's, it's actually, it's less kind of on the nose. I mean, it's an obvious kind of link to make, but they, they, it's an interesting twist what they do on that. Yeah. Well, he's an, it's, it's an incredible anti-hero character. Like, I yeah. mean, well, not even anti-hero. I mean, he's well, kind I of an no anti-hero, idea. but he's like. There's this like whole. Uh, like subset of kind of online f- fans who love him, like think he's cool and shit. And it's like, yeah. I guess That's, it's that incel right, revenge on the nerds. What men should be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you should be doing with your power. Horrendous mother issues. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I think that's why it works is that it doesn't actually feel actually cartoonish. It feels like if an incel, like his portrayal of that character feels like if an incel got superpowers. Um, there's a spoiler and I don't want to it's not a big spoiler not a plot spoiler but a cameo spoiler there's, that's the other great thing about the season there's heaps of like they, they do this amazing um, spoof of that Gal Gadot Imagine video where it's <laughs> after a superhero disaster the deep says oh, I want to make yeah. a video and there's I won't spoil the, there's a bunch of like celebrities who pop up in it and singing the song and it's fucking brilliant but um, there's this cameo in it and this is not a plot spoiler but if you don't want to know anything about the boys yep. turn off um, Seth Rogen makes a cameo as himself in it but the role is like a dude watching a girl on a webcam jacking off and it's really funny and he's obviously very funny in the scene and I'm like 
I know he's a producer on this and like he could really just pick of any role. Yeah. Like why? Like you're a super successful guy, but this fun scene, he's, it's yeah. so like it's him masturbating shirtless. Like, I mean, is there any chance that he has just got a massive bill on webcams jerking <laughs> off and is like, how can I write this off on the tax? Like... You know, it's research if well, he's just been, if he's been doing it for a part. It did get me. Or he got busted doing it by well, his partner. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> his thing. Like, oh no, 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 I'm rehearsing for a I'm rehearsing for a part on the boys. Comes in the office, guys. We've got to change the script. So in in the scene, like yeah, there's the girls doing a webcam, and I watched it, and it occurred yeah. to me, oh, I actually have never watched a webcam no, girl no. and gay, and so I and so I got all this insight into oh, this is how it works, mm. and she's probably just sitting there with one of those you know, halo lights and yeah. her phone and, and then it's an app and that you get billed by the hour. And so I was watching going, oh, this makes like, this so much detail. I'm like, oh, someone has like an, <laughs> like a real deep yeah. knowledge and understanding of how this works. And then I was yeah. like, if I was writing this script, yeah. could I get away if I was like, Jam, I have to spend some time on webcam, the webcam girl, so I can, just so I can write this scene. Like, do you get away with that? I mean, it does feel like, you know what it feels like? Some, often big corporation offices will have... Um, certain things that you can't look up on the internet, right? They've got blockers, you know, yep. for inappropriate material. This feels to me like someone late at night was in the office, <laughs> used the webcam, like got an alert and just quickly... Pitched it. Quickly. <laughs> in the next story meeting. Uh, someone's using a webcam. And in, in fact, if anyone finds in the histories of the yeah. use of webcam, it's because yeah. I was writing yeah. this last Same, night. Last night. Wasn't, who was the politician who liked cum dumper... Oh, yeah. 69 or something. That's Greg Hunt, wasn't it? Was it? I can't remember. I so. And liked it on Twitter yeah. and then fucking launched this bogus legal action. If yeah. you're not in Australia, this is an Australian yeah. politician, conservative Australian politician, liked a web account of... Oh, the web account, yeah. Web, come come dump 69. Something like that. Yeah. And then went through this whole fucking, like, just uh, uh, ridiculous... Got hacked. Yeah, got hacked. But, like, launched yeah. legal action yeah. and had the police investigate. Everyone's yeah. like, dude, just... Stop doing this. You don't have to fucking pretend. Especially Cum Dumper 69. Who really, <laughs> the invasion of Cum Dumper 69's privacy during that time was inappropriate. Uh, last bit of mail from Jessica to Colin Fop. You recently spoke about the Beatles and how one day there'll be holograms with the ability to watch the Beatles live. It's not exactly what I was saying. I said it's more be a virtual reality yeah. experience. Where you could be a Beatle. Where you could be in the studio with yeah. the Beatles, yeah. Be or be a Beatle. Um, this is happening with ABBA. In London, you can go see ABBA in concert. They're holograms, and the feedback I've heard from people who have gone to say it's just like the real thing. <laughs> I, I failed to believe that. It reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus, who's in image, whose image is used as a hologram while she's kept in a coma. Makes me think of the celebs who sign legal documents to say the image can't be used post-death or only be specific about the trusts and... Uh, trust for specific uses that are very smart especially these rights are big money now for example elvis uh his image rights were sold by priscilla and are now owned by authentic brand rights who make approximately 32 million pounds per year uh they also own marilyn monroe and muhammad ali that sounds dystopian doesn't it, it does what do you think authentic if, brand rights what if there was a virtual reality experience do you think people like the two of us are sitting here at the table today mm. if you could put on your vr headset when you're listening to tofop and just be sitting over there like you know do you think some people would listen to the podcast like that would they stop yeah. going about their ordinary like is there any podcast that you listen to where instead of like mowing the lawn or going for a walk like or whatever it them. is that you're doing, where you just be like, oh no, I'm going to take an hour today and I'm going to put on my VR headset. I'm going to sit down and like at the table and like listen to the podcast. That's a good question. Because I think there are podcasts that listen to... Because it'd be simple to... enough technology is yeah. what I'm saying. If you were going to create a virtual reality world, I think that'd be a simple enough like thing to start with. Yeah, I, I don't know because... When I often think about, oh, I'd love to, it's often I'd like to participate in this conversation. And so sitting there with okay. them and being yeah. kind of like a ghost, essentially, yeah. <laughs> right? They can't see me, they don't, I'm not unaware I'm there. I don't know. You could say stuff, they just wouldn't hear you. Yeah, or so respond. you'd be like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I know who killed me. I know who killed me. Jimmy Pardo, I know who killed me. But you know how sometimes, like, so they do a, so to use Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny as a good example, right? So they do a little, uh, his son does a trivia question and they just all guess, you know, what the trivia question is and they bet on it and whatever. It's all like, it's the simplest of conceits, but, you know, it, it, it's fun. You know, to, and you play along to see if you know the trivia. Like you could play it, yeah, that would be fun, more fun to do sitting at the table than me just walking down the street going, the Gruen transfer. <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, that sounds weird that I'm saying the old name of my TV show, but that was the answer to one of their trivia questions. Oh, was it? That's what I was really? Saying. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that your show or actually? No, about, oh, completely no. randomly. <laughs> that's why I knew it. They were like, what's the name of the thing? It's like, uh, you know, malls where you have to do sorry. Oh, I'm like, the groom transfer. That's like, me. That's sort of. <laughs> kind of. There's a, one of the podcasts I listen to, Tell Them Steve, Dave. They've been doing this thing the last three weeks with the three hosts where they take it in turns of taking turns with one host comes in with like five hypotheticals mm-hmm. with multiple choice answers that the other person has to guess. So, okay, this happened to me. What, and I would do this, this and this and the other two have to guess if they know. And I thought that's something that we could try. Yes. Go away, come up with like five hypotheticals and they can be as like as ridiculous as you want or as realistic as mm-hmm. you want because the idea is like, how do I know Will? Do I know how Will would react in this situation? So it's almost like one, what is it, one true three, that, that lying game, but different. Mm-hmm. I don't know that game. What's that game? Oh, that's where you tell one, two true things and one lie and you've got to guess. Oh, which we, one? Which is kind of like our... How well do you know Charlie? Well, I thought that was original IP. I didn't realise we'd based how well it do you know Charlie. It was one of those on parallel, parallel thinking things, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Tofop for this week. Uh, thank you again. If you want to support us, you can at patreon.com slash Tofop. We're actually heading over to Patreon now. To record our bonus every two weeks, there's a uh, uh, there's a bonus episode on Tofop. There's also what? love the way you said we're heading over to Patreon. Like we're going, we're going to sit here, <laughs> we're going to get the and car. record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon HQ. We're going to record that episode. Uh, so you can go there, sign up for any amount. You get access to the free episodes. The James Fosdyke's art. He's just sent me the script for the la- for the long delayed uh, Quantum Cop episode six which it's 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 on its way he sent me the script i'm gonna have a read over it it's honestly been so long since we did the episode five i can't remember what happened so this is like reading a completely new thing for me uh but that'll be coming soon but for now i'm charlie clausen oh you remembered who you were yeah fuck you This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more.